I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to the Bangalore neighborhood of Alsur and its tenuous and unlikely connection to yoga and the opium wars. In the year 1900, deep inside the forests of northeastern Thailand, a Buddhist monk by the name of Ajahn Moon Bhuridato meditated in the caves and attained the noble level of a non-returner or anagami in the Pali language. He laid the foundation of what is today known as the Kamathana forest tradition of Thailand. One easy way to recognize monks from this tradition would be from their distinctive light brown color robes. But what gives these robes their light brown color? It's actually a dye made from the wood of a tree which is incidentally also used as the priest's seat during Hindu ceremonies in Kerala. Not only that, as far back as 1656, the tree was illustrated in one of the earliest natural history books about China by the Jesuit missionary author Michael Boehm. Closer home in Bangalore, the story goes a little differently. Once a man watched a monkey take this fruit and without tasting it, the monkey threw it on a small heap of mud nearby. Curious, the man dug up the mud and lo and behold, there was a linga there. This was eventually installed in the Someshwara temple. The place where the Someshwara temple stands today has been named after that very fruit. Halasina Hannu If you are not a Kannada speaker like me, let me make it easy. Halasina Hannu means the jackfruit or kathal. It lends its name to Halasuru or Alsur as we know it today. Alsur isn't the kind of place which gets talked about often to the outsider. But I would say it should be. While its parent fruit was mentioned in the earliest natural history books about China, there is another tenuous connection. In 1842, Towards the end of the first opium war British soldiers from the Madras horse artillery took a bell from a temple in Nanjing China and brought it back to Chennai as a part of war booty from there the bell was brought to Bangalore where it was kept near the barracks it was struck every 4 hours and i am sure Bangalore was a much quieter traffic free city then because the bell could be heard even 4 kilometers away one rainy day rather than go out in the rain and strike the bell a sentry threw a large piece of ammunition at it and permanently damaged it the bell fell into disuse and was transferred to the kempegowda tower today you could find the bell on the grounds of the madras engineers group they are not any regular group of engineers but the elite combat support engineers of the indian army if you could find your way inside these grounds which are by the way still in alsur you could still see this bell today but far from the army and the opium wars In the very same Someshwara temple which is Alsur's claim to fame lies a little known story. The temple's beautifully carved pillars are typical of the Vijayanagara style of architecture. A slice of hampi 
in the heart of Bangalore. But the real treasure lies on the southern outer wall of the temple, which has the rare depiction of the Navnats or the nine Shaiva saints shown seated on nine different wild animals. So, God sitting on animals that are carved out in stone in an Indian temple. What is so unique about that, you'd ask? The Nats are a sect that is thought to date back to the 10th century and was founded by a man named Matsindranath, who is usually shown seated on a fish. One legend describes how Matsindranath was once fishing somewhere in the Bay of Bengal when he hooked a large whale that swallowed him whole. The whale came to rest on the ocean floor near the spot Lord Shiva had chosen to convey a secret to his wife Parvati. She, however, fell asleep in the course of the lesson. When at one juncture, Shiva asked, Are you listening? Promptly came a reply from an unexpected source. From within the belly of the whale, Matsyendranath had listened to all of Shiva's teachings. Lord Shiva then made him his disciple and taught him all the secrets. In this tradition, Matsyendranath is regarded as the one who brought this science to the rest of the world. Yoga Matsyendranath was just one of the Nats and his disciple Gorakshanath is regarded to be the founder of Hatha Yoga. The Nats are depicted to be seated on a fish, bear, tiger, snake, scorpion, tortoise, makar, antelope and boar. Even if you are a beginner yoga practitioner like me, you would be able to recognize the names of at least some of the asanas from these animals. Matsyasana from the fish, Bhujangasana from the snake, and even the really difficult Vrishchikasana from the scorpion. The ancient Indian practice of yoga, which is the sinosure of all eyes in the world today, finds a piece of its history in the neighborhood of Alsur in Bangalore. I find our neighborhoods are just like the jackfruit, which is actually a multiple fruit composed of hundreds to thousands of individual flowers. We often view our neighborhoods like the outside of a jackfruit, homogeneous, with a hard exterior and completely non-remarkable. But if we can work through this hard exterior, the insides would reveal the sweet fruit of its lures, waiting to be relished. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram. 